And here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Thursday, March the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on the phone is Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. It's good to hear your voice today. Well, you always hear my voice on Thursday because you're always on the phone, but I'm also at home uh, in in light of the virus, which is what we're going to be talking about today. For yeah, example, but I didn't hear you yesterday. States differ on, on exempting worship for coronavirus or coronavirus closures. Can you talk a little bit about that article? I thought it would be good for us to take a look at that article and discuss some things about the government. It's a article about what multiple governors are, are doing in various states when it comes to shutdown, and especially in how it relates to worship services. Some states say are asking the churches to shut down voluntarily and saying that there's a separation of church and state. Others are just putting a, a restriction that churches should meet unless uh, of 10 or less people. So it, it, it's kind of been a state-by-state situation. So there's not a federal guideline about worship on Sundays? No, no. In fact, uh, if the president has, has his way, if if uh, it's if uh, the virus has stemmed itself in many pockets of the United States, he he wants to open up before Easter. Yes. So yeah, it doesn't appear to be that that's going to work with the virus contagion increasing over time, but there are ways in which churches are trying to help their members worship. Uh, for example, uh, St. Paul de Pere sends out a regular email and they have a number of pastors, uh, not as members, they've got over 20 of them, but also of their own pastors, three or four of them, and they're going to be putting out devotions about three times a week that people can listen to on the internet. And then they're also doing a sermon by video. And uh, you can see it last Sunday, for example, the pastor standing in the pulpit, but except for the videographer, there's no one else, I don't think, in the church. And he delivers a sermon uh, from the pulpit. And then they're also doing something that I'm wondering if churches would do is though they're keeping it down to 10 people, you can phone the church and take communion on either Saturday or Sunday, and they'll tell you the time to come in. And then in the sanctuary, and if there's overcrowding or in the sense that they need more places, they're also doing in the gymnasium where they're uh, delivering the Lord's Supper. Yeah, and it isn't only St. Paul's Appear. There's any number of congregations I know that that have set up the same thing where they're videotaping or they're audiotaping, and 
Aren't you sending your sermons up to the congregations you serve? Yes, right. I'm doing that. And I'm also going to do a Bible study and having fun putting that together also. But we'll see. The problem is, like my mother never had a computer. So Hmm. how do you get to people in the congregation who don't have computers? That... uh... You know, it remains to be seen where they need to teach teach them how to use them. You can get a, a computer Chromebook for about 150 to 200 dollars now, and once you're on the internet, you can uh, use a, a software called Zoom or Skype and talk to one another, or go to this go to your church site and listen to the service there. Uh, Others well, have radio programs too that they do radio broadcasts yes. from. Yeah, we've got two of the congregations on Sunday morning, and people can listen to that. Um, I've got a Samsung phone, and I took a look at 150 things last night you can do with a Samsung phone. I have a eight. And one of them is recording. In fact, it's Mm. recording right now. And you can take that and put it on a phone call. People can phone the phone. You give them a number where it doesn't cost them anything. Uh, We've got a, uh, I got my own 800 number, in fact. And by phoning that, you can then listen to a Bible study, a devotion, or a sermon this way. And who doesn't have a phone? Right. Yeah, now, yeah, there would be a phone that could be done that way. Uh, congregations are, are also setting up food centers where they're going out and delivering food to people that are in need. And they can do the same by uh, teaching them to do use their cell phones, to going over and teaching them how to use their cell phones or... or um, bring along a DVD player or CD player that they can listen to the worship service. That's good. Yes. In fact, uh, I'm surprised what some of the stores are doing. Uh, We've got the big schnooks and Deerbergs. They're actually giving raises to their workers during this time of up to $3 extra an hour plus overtime because they're so short on people a lot of the workers are afraid to come to the grocery store. And then uh, Best Buy has a very interesting policy. You no longer can go into the store. You go Mm. and park at the front door and they'll come out and ask you what you want to buy. They'll go back in, get it for you, bring it back to your car and you pay it at your car. Huh. It's about like Amazon, huh? Where you order it over a computer and it's delivered to you. Well, I've been oh, seeing a lot of Amazon trucks these days. Mm. But they're really behind. In fact, I'm giving some thought. I was out yesterday with Uber. I had taken a mailing downtown to the post office. And on the way back, I had Uber on for about 45 minutes and didn't get one call. 
because mm. where are people going? Yeah, I'm wondering. But, yeah, but I got got to bring this back to a law gospel aspect. I, I got some questions for you. Go ahead. Well, you got Romans 13, where it says we should submit to our authorities. Then you got uh, Acts 5, where it says we ought to obey God rather than man. How should we, as Christians, take a look at the when when governors are telling us to shut down and uh, and not have worship services? Well, on the one hand, listening to the legal scholars, governors really don't have that right to shut down services even during a pandemic. And I don't know of anybody who's been arrested in the whole country for being outside, driving around, or going to a, a worship service. I just read of a church that has not canceled its worship services. It has less people there. Uh, we went to the St. Paul's Lenten worship service, and, you know, it's 2,000 members, and only about 40 or 50 were in the church at the time. And after that, they canceled the worship service, but you can listen either on the uh, internet or on the radio, uh, because St. Paul's de Pere has the KFUO radio broadcast. So on the one hand, I'm not sure that it's legal for the governors to say these things. They can give advice, but then you go to the Bible and yes, the Christians did not listen to the government when Rome told them not to have any worship services. We obey God rather than man. And when I was in Novosibirsk uh, for a few weeks some time ago, there had been Russians there or people who lived in uh, Novosibirsk, Siberia, who had closet churches and they would go and do their worship in the closet away from the authorities and were real happy when communism kind of fell there because they could have open worship services but when we're dealing with a pandemic it might be wise for people who are of certain ages or are ill or coughing I, i'm pretty sure when you and I went through our coughing spell, it wouldn't have been too smart to go to a worship service. Oh, no. In fact, back in February, I had that. I spent two two weeks isolated. But, um, you know, I, I took a look at uh, the Third Commandment and uh, Luther's uh, explanation, you know, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And... Uh, Luther says, we should fear and love God that we may not despise preaching and his word, but but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. And the, from from what you discussed earlier, stated earlier, it appears to me that we are finding ways not to despise the, the, the word, but to hear the word and still get the word out to to our members and to, to others. Actually, uh, it, it opens up the field for many people on the internet to listen to listen to our services. Would you agree with me, therefore, 
that Sabbath worship doesn't necessarily get fulfilled only when you enter a house of worship, but any time that you may be in a worship situation. For example, those shut-ins who listen to the worship services on KFUO Sunday morning, I think they're following uh, the Sabbath order. Oh, I, I would absolutely agree. When I was pastor up at uh, St. Paul Savannah, we had uh, broadcasts, as you know, on the local radio, and many of our uh, shut-ins were, were listening, or if they were ill, or uh, uh, I know one that had a busted leg and couldn't walk would would listen on, in on the worship service. One of the interesting things, you know, each religion's different. We do have confession, but not like the Roman Catholics have, where you're supposed to speak to the pastor. The way some of the Roman Catholic churches are doing it is they have a drive-up confession. You stay in your car and speak to the pastor, much like when you do a, a drive-up to a restaurant. There's often a, a window between that you, and you could wear a mask, and the person at the window could wear a mask, and the priest could take confession that way. But I don't know of too many of our churches that have drive-up windows. No, I don't know of that, but I, I do know of a Missouri Synod church so that uh, encourages them to call in and talk to the pastor over the phone for five, ten minutes if they have a concern, or just Skype off of the computer or uh, other. There's a, another software called Duo that, that you can use, as well as Zoom. What, 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 are we, what are we doing with our members who are in the hospital? Because a lot of the hospitals now are not allowing any non-patients to come in, uh, even your spouse. Yeah, I know. That that I haven't heard yet. Yeah, Mercy, for example, here in St. Louis, um, if you have a procedure to undergo, first of all, they've canceled all procedures that are not necessary. But if they consider it necessary, you, you can come in. But uh, according to what we heard, you're not even allowed to bring your spouse in. Right. Yeah, I went for a doctor's checkup the other day, and they told me I could come, but my wife had to stay at home. Well, I have an advantage because my wife's a nurse, and I say <laughs> I always bring my nurse with me wherever I go. <laughs> That's one way to get around it. Well, I don't think that'll get around it either. <laughs> yeah, um, if if I had to go... I I I I would say to them, she's got to come in, and they'll say why, because if she doesn't come in, there's a Trader Joe's that's too close. Oh, okay. She'll go shopping there for six hours. But this, Boy. this probably closed down. But you know the other thing. That, no, they're not. Trader a... Joe's are open. Well, if they're in Illinois, they're not. Oh, really? Do you even have We're, Trader Joe's in Illinois? You probably do. Probably Chicago. I don't think we don't have any in Springfield. I would imagine Chicago there is. But uh, 
No, our our stores are pretty much shut down except for for drive up. Yeah, I was at uh, Office Max. I I need a cord to go from my phone to the computer, and so um, when I was taking a look at this, I went there and. They allow 25 people in the store, but they don't have all the stores have all of the IT people. And they told me, here's the store you got to go to to ask your questions because we don't have IT people right now. Mm. I found that interesting. Well, yeah, and what they're saying is they're leaving stores open that are, what quote, essential for... Uh, for us to use, whether it's a computer store or, or a uh, building store like Lowe's or um, pharmacies, things like that. But wouldn't we say church is essential too? Yes. Uh, in fact, New York, with a huge problem they have there in the article that you sent me, uh, they are not uh, are allowing churches to be essential. Oh, really? Yes. But then they're also recommending not to join together over so many people. But it's a recommendation because they realize that uh, they don't really have the right to make a law like that. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting that you bring it up, though. But New York is also the very hot spot in America where they had the highest infection rate going on in the United States. Do you have any reason for that? <laughs> I know the reason you have, but I'm thinking in terms of the, the homeless that they've got uh, on their streets that they're just uh, the they're they're just interrelated, intertwined socially, and it's just spreading like a wildfire. Not just only among the homeless, but uh, among the crowds that they have that they didn't take it seriously about uh, keeping distance between one another. Well, another reason is, of course, New York is got the airports where many people uh, from overseas uh, fly into. And then they either fly to somewhere else or get off there and drive somewhere or such. So it's a big hub for entering. And that's also the other two states that I understood were California and Illinois that had mm. uh, a, a number of people. Okay. We're just going to uh... have to wait and see what God's going to be doing in this situation. Uh, I know the president wants to get things back to kind of normal for Easter, but whether that's going to be possible or not, I don't know. I'm, I'm preparing uh, Easter worship that people can both have over the uh, internet. And by then I'll be working out my phone so people can phone uh, the 800 number I have and and listen to a, a worship service. And, and I think uh, with the technology that we have there, it just opens up for for people to to listen 
uh, in a variety of sources. Uh, I know a couple people that I know very well, and some of them my friends, have, have said that it's opened up for them to, to listen to many Missouri Senate Lutheran pastors speak over the Internet as they go to their websites or uh, listen to KFEO. I mean, KFEO, I'm sure, has gone up in, in its listening power with uh, their Sunday worships and devotions each each day. Yeah, I haven't heard the figures yet, but you're probably correct on that because here are so many people. Some have stayed home now for a week. They haven't gone out at all, uh, had enough groceries and such. And one thing you can do is you go to the Internet and you just, in Google, for example, type in Lutheran Podcasts. And those podcasts are able to be heard. And I know a number of uh, uh, folks, some even my field workers who have, former field workers, who had uh, items on the internet through podcasts. Or you can even look up Law and Gospel. I'd be real careful with that, though, because when I look up Law and Gospel, just because they are a pastor doesn't mean they understand it properly. Uh, Lutherans have a specific understanding of Law and Gospel that I believe is in, in agreement with the Scripture. And I don't know if you're able to do this, but the seminary in Fort Wayne is now going to have all of their classes for the whole quarter over the Internet. Mm. They're not going to come back at all until the end of the quarter. Wow. Well, you know, as you say, that there's people can go to KFU.org and right. in the archives pick up Law and Gospel. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And Mondays, you know, we usually do a lesson for the following Sunday. Tuesday is the hymn of the week. Wednesday is a Bible study for the last two years. Thursday is you and I. And Friday is open mic. And so that is uh, on the Internet, about a whole year's worth of listening. So... Hopefully, people may be using the Internet and see what happens. Do you see some changes in the future in churches as to how they may conduct communicating with their members in light of all this? Oh, I, I see it exploding with the videotaping and the Internet usage of of putting more of their services up online that people can listen to. Because uh, yesterday they talked about that this may not be the end of, of of the virus, that we may see it revisited next year or next fall or something like that. There might be a second round. Yeah, like the flu, until they get the vaccine in place. They can get a vaccine. They they believe that they'll stop it. But until then, it may reoccur. Fortunately, many people have had it and got over it. So if you're in kind of a healthy situation or you're young or you're a child, there have not been near as many casualties in, in that area. But it's something to be 
praying about all the time and our people need to hear from their pastors and we've given some suggestions here uh hopefully they'll do that yeah oh one other thing i picked up out of romans 13 for us pay your taxes well now they've extended it well even though they've extended it till july we should still pay our taxes to support the authorities that God has, has laid up. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I thought you were going to talk about uh, church contributions are really going down. But St. Well, Paul the Pair, in the email they sent us, there was a form that you just fill out your checking account, etc., and they can take money out of there, and it's private and confidential, etc., so that's uh, another item that churches should be sending out to their members or encourage them to mail their offering in. Right. We mailed ours in this week. Yeah. Uh, we sent our 25 cents in also. Okay. Thanks so much again, uh, Pastor Reimnitz. And we'll probably be doing this again for a few weeks. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's Open Mic Friday, where I will be responding to emails. I'm Tom Baker, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.